Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome back to the Long Acres Finance channel. We finished May with a little nice rally in the market, pushing our portfolio values a little bit higher. I hope your portfolios benefited as well from the short period of positive returns, amidst all the volatility we are seeing this year. The 15 best high-growth dividend stocks selected by my watches for May performed very well last month, picking up an average return of 3.31%. The watches beat both of its benchmarks during the month. VIG had a pretty poor showing, losing 0.07%, and SPY gained a modest 0.23% in May. So after May, the watches is now beating VIG and SPY on the year, albeit it is still in the red. Let's talk about the 15 chosen stocks for June 1st, and then I'll dig more into past results and the buy and hold portfolios. There are 5 changes to the watches from the prior month, and I'll call them out as we go through the list. The reason why the watches changes from month to month is the selection process I used to pull this list together. It's made up of two factors. The first is the quality of the business, that doesn't change very much from month to month. And the second is the current valuation, that can change during the course of a month, and is the primary driver of the turnover on the list. In first place this month we have SS&C Technologies, that appears to be about 44% undervalued based on dividend yield theory. This valuation technique is not perfect, just like any other valuation measure investors use. But combining it with the quality factor I use for this watch list does make it stronger because it gives me more assurance that I am buying a quality business and one that is trading for a historically attractive dividend yield. While the yield offered by SS&C of 1.24 may not seem appealing to many dividend investors, the main objective of this watch list is on total return. I believe these companies can grow your capital at a faster rate than the broad market, while also offering a modest dividend stream that should grow very quickly in the future. Number 2 this month is Domino's Pizza with a potential 30% undervaluation. Number 3 this month is Lowe's with a potential 27% undervaluation. Lowe's was not on the May watch list, so it is one of the 5 new additions this month. Number 4 is Cigna with a potential 78% undervaluation. This undervaluation is however overstated, as Cigna has grown its dividend very quickly during the past few years, and the trailing dividend yield just hasn't kept up. The 5 year dividend growth rate for the company is a hot 151.19%. While I believe it is a strong company to own, it's certainly not 78% undervalued at the moment. Cigna has been on the watches for 4 months now, and it has returned 13.38% between March and May so it has performed very well since joining. Number 5 is Tractor Supply with a potential 34% undervaluation. Number 6 is Home Depot with a potential 16% undervaluation. Number 7 is Ball Corporation with a potential 25% undervaluation. Number 8 is FMC Corporation with a potential 23% undervaluation. FMC is another new stock and it's actually appearing on the watches for the very first time. I'm curious to see what the stock has to offer down the road. Number 9 is Starbucks with a potential 27% undervaluation. Number 10 is Skyworks Solutions with a potential 30% undervaluation. Number 11 is MasterCard with a potential 8% undervaluation. MasterCard is the third new stock this month. Number 12 is CDW with a potential 14% undervaluation. Number 13 is Visa with a potential 16% undervaluation. Visa is the fourth new stock this month. Number 14 is Charles Schwab with a potential 4% undervaluation. And number 15 is Amphenol with a potential 23% undervaluation. Amphenol is the fifth new stock this month. There you have the top 15 high growth dividend stocks on my June watches. I personally have a position in all of these companies with the exception of Cigna and FMC. The average dividend yield for all 15 stocks chosen this month is 1.51%, and they are collectively about 27% undervalued based on dividend yield theory. It's been a pretty sour year thus far. 
so it was nice to see the May watches tech on a gain of 3.31% last month. VIG lost 0.07%, and SPY added a modest gain of 0.23%, so it was a nice win for the watchlist that sees its long-term alpha increase. I've been tracking this watchlist since September of 2020, which gives me a 21-month track record now. On an annualized basis, the watchlist has a 15.29% time-weighted rate of return. This return is 3.58% better than VIG, that has an annualized return of 11.71%, and 3.77% better than SPY, that has an annualized return of 11.52%. The 2022 bear market is certainly testing this watchlist, but thus far, I believe it's performing just fine. Let's take a quick look at the individual returns for May for the 15 chosen stocks for that month. Up first, we have Ball Corporation that lost 12.41%, CDW gained 4.42%, Cigna gained 8.72%, Domino's gained 7.45%, Goldman Sachs gained 7.65%, Home Depot picked up a modest 0.78%. Monolithic Power System crushed it with a 14.83% return. MSCI picked up 5.29%. Starbucks gained 5.91%. Charles Schwab gained 6.01%. Sirius XM Holdings gained 7.05%. SSNC lost 0.73%. Skyworks Solutions lost 3.38%. Tractor Supply lost 6.49%. And Texas Instruments gained 4.54%. Overall, a pretty good month. However, I am more interested in the long-term returns these stocks can offer. A strong gain during a single month is nice, but my intention is to own these companies for many years. I believe the best way to achieve above-average long-term returns is to buy stocks of quality companies when they are trading for attractive prices. Everyone has their own definition of what constitutes business quality and how to value a company. This process is my own, and it has served me well, and I hope that 5 or 10 years from now, I'll still be able to say the same thing. Since we are on the topic of long-term returns, let's jump over to the buy and hold portfolios. First up we have the buy and hold portfolio started in January of 2021. The way this portfolio works is each month an equal amount of money is invested into each of the top 15 stocks selected for that month. The position is never sold and all dividends are reinvested back into the issuing stock. May marked the 17th month since the inception of this portfolio. It is currently made up of 50 unique dividend stocks that have appeared on the top 15 list since January of 2021. The portfolio finished May with a return of 1.78%, beating both VIG and SPY. It has a cumulative return of 14.29% since January of 2021, compared to an 11.26% return for VIG and a 12.3% return for SPY. On an annualized basis, the portfolio has a return of 9.89%, that is below my target 12%. A significant reason for this is the poor results we are seeing in 2022. I think once the market starts to recover, whenever that may be, the portfolio will climb above 12%. It is performing better than VIG that has an annualized return of 7.83% and SPY that has a return of 8.53%. Keep in mind these are time-weighted rates of return. And the reason I use this return method opposed to the more popular money-weighted rate of return is that it's easier and more accurate when compared to a benchmark. The main difference between the time-weighted rate of return and the money-weighted rate of return is how the cash movements are accounted for. The time-weighted rate of return takes cash movements out of the return equation, whereas the money-weighted rate of return factors in when cash is invested or pulled out of the portfolio. For investors, the money-weighted rate of return is important to know. Since you are in control of when you invest or withdraw money from your portfolio, you should know the impact your cash movements have on your returns. The money-weighted rate of return essentially tells you how much you have gained or lost based on your investment history. However, if you compare your money-weighted rate of return to how an index like the S&P has performed over a period of time, you should know that you are not comparing apples to apples. If you look at trailing returns for the S&P online, they are time-weighted rates of return, so knowing your time-weighted rate of return is also important. It can tell you how well your asset allocation or stock selection process is performing, and it can be compared to major index returns. The returns I show you are always time-weighted rates of return. 
Let me now show you the money-weighted rate of return for the 2021 buy-and-hold portfolio. The return is actually minus 0.39%, but if we compute a money-weighted rate of return for SPY, using the same cash movements, we get a return of minus 1.7%. So you can see that the portfolio is in fact performing better than SPY, but even though the stock selection process is showing positive gains, the actual real-life value of this portfolio would show a loss. If we think about how the market behaved since 2021, it'll make more sense. 2021 was a good year, with stocks generally offering gains throughout the year. The market value of this portfolio was smaller in 2021, so less money was benefiting from these positive monthly returns. In 2022, the market had two months of positive returns and three months of negative returns, with the negative months being more volatile than the positive months. Since the portfolio had a higher market value in 2022 than in 2021, the impact of the negative returns played a larger role in the value of the portfolio. So essentially, more recent market performance will play a larger role on your portfolio value and the money-weighted rate of return. The time-weighted rate of return removes the impact of cash flow from the calculation. Let's have a quick look at the 2022 buy-and-hold portfolio now. It also performed well in May, picking up a gain of 2.31%. However, it continues to trail VIG and SPY, even with the outperformance last month. Since inception, the portfolio has a loss of 13.23%, compared to a loss of 10.09% for VIG and a loss of 12.78% for SPY. The portfolio is made up of 31 unique dividend stocks, which seems high given the short 5-month history. But with all of the volatility in the market this year, the watchlist has seen more turnover than normal. I'm actually planning on moving this spreadsheet over to Google Sheets and sharing it with the members of my Patreon. I'll be doing the same thing with the high-yield dividend stock watchlist. The buy-and-hold portfolios, the historical performance, and all-pass watchlists will be uploaded. And I am also working on a new watchlist that will leverage the more recent price-to-free cash flow that I highlighted in some of the more recent stock review videos. It'll take me a few weeks to move these files over to Google Sheets, but if you're a Patreon member, you will have access to this data by the end of June. That's it for today. If you enjoyed the video, please give it a like and subscribe to the channel. Thank you for watching and see you next time.